this is where it all started. 1968, that's when Rancho Community Church was formed. Well, if you have a church, you have to have a pastor. And it just so happened that four of these families knew me from my, my youth. January 1969, they extended a call uh, while Rayanne and I were in Holland and we accepted the call. Uh, we moved here in May and uh, they said to us, if we, if we accept this call, and by the time that we get here, they'll have a church building. And that's what you see right here. This is our first chapel. With Steve's faithful leadership, the congregation outgrew the little chapel on the hill. And in 1980, a new worship center was opened. In 1991, the Christian Education Center and Rancho Community Elementary Schools were opened, providing a foundation to our vision of bringing the love of Christ to the youth of the valley. In 1993, I was honored to have been selected as the youth pastor of the church, the church I received Christ in, the church I grew up in. And my new wife, Jenny, and I, we served as youth pastors for 10 years. It was an exciting time for the church under the leadership of Pastor Steve. Our church grew from about six, 700 to 1,400 on a weekend, and we outgrew the campus. Every week, more and more people were drawn to God's work at Rancho. The church that was just seven families when it begun had turned into 700 families worshiping God and learning from His Word together. And soon the campus seemed much smaller than it had originally. We knew at the time that if we were going to continue to open our doors to the people who were moving into the valley, we had to relocate. Late 1999, we closed escrow on 53 acres in South Temecula, right here on Highway 79 South and a project began that was the accomplishment of a dream well beyond our imagination. On September 18, 2005, now led by their new pastor, the families of Rancho Community Church made the journey from Vallejo to their new house of worship at 31300 Rancho Community Way. Though the spirit of change was in the air, they brought with them the rich heritage of that little church on the hill. taking the heritage that was built through the ministry of Steve and, and Rayanne Strickmans. We're taking the value of teaching God's Word, of ministry happening in the church, uh, not from top down, but bottom up. What, what is God doing in the congregation? And we want to get on board with that. Building strong families, serving our community. We want to continue that heritage today, uh, the same heritage that founded this church 40 years ago. We are going to introduce you to the founding family of Rancho Community Church. Steve Strickmans is our founding pastor. He and his incredible wife, Rayanne. Hold on just a second. <laughs> they can't wait. He and his incredible wife, Rayanne, started this church 50 years ago. 
and served as lead pastor for 37 years. That's an incredible run, 37 years as lead pastor. Steve is the most incredible model of love, endurance, faithfulness, and humility I've ever met in my life. And I've met one or two people. Most of all for me, he's my friend and my mentor. And Rand has also served faithfully alongside her husband for, you know, 50 years now. She also is a friend and mentored me for over 25 years. And it's just with a great honor that we want to introduce you guys. And we love you guys and are so happy you're here. So one more time, let's welcome Stephen Ray Ann Strickland to the stage. All right, come on up. All right. This is, is well-deserved. I know uh, you always give the glory to God. You always say it's not about me, but, but this is a group that is forever grateful for you and your ministry, both of you, and your kids as well, Neil and Rhoda. You may have a seat. So Steve, Amazing Grace, Amazing Growth is what your ministry really is all about. It's the title of your book, and there's still a few copies over there. They're free for everybody. Uh, grab them on your way out. I think you'll be signing some copies as well. That's right. So what does Amazing Grace, Amazing Growth mean to you? Well, it means... Here we got you here. Okay, um... I guess for me, uh, amazing grace, amazing growth, it's, it's constantly seeing what God has done. And uh, I'm, I've, I've been so humbled because I, I just think about the growth in this valley, the growth in this church. I keep coming back. It wasn't because of me. It was because of what God has done. And I'm always so humbled because I, I read in Rick Warren's book in the introduction, he makes a statement. He says, you know, I love going to Oceanside watching surfers. I watch these surfers, and there they are, catching a wave. One flies, the other dumps in the, in the ocean, and so <laughs> forth. And he says, but I always remember something. He says, the surfer does not create the wave. God does. And that's kind of like what I look at this church. I didn't create the wave. I just hung on the board the best that I could. And, and by God's grace, look what he did. It's phenomenal. You're all a part of it. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and, uh, and you get to clean that up afterwards. So, yeah. <laughs> and Rianne, as I said, you've mentored me for over 25 years, and you've always been an example to me of putting your family first in the midst of ministry and just all the demands of ministry. So share how you've been able to balance that ministry and family life. Well, it is kind of hard. Um, as, a, as a pastor's wife, I always felt that my job was to make him available, and, which we pretty much did. And, um, but I kind of held the home fort and made that a safe place, a place where he could come home and relax and, and, and regroup and be able to um, be ready for the next day. And uh, with our beautiful kids, Family. we just thank God for them and for, for their lives and, and, and how God has continued to bless through them. It really is a family heritage of faithfulness in ministry, but also faithfulness to your kids and loving your, your kids. It's really a whole family affair, especially in those younger years. You're doing everything as a family. Right. And uh, you're able to lead in ministry, both of you. And, uh, and, and for you to mentor my wife, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that. Because being a pastor's wife, honestly, is a little bit of a lonely world sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you are phenomenal with her. Um, Steve, uh, you shared at our 25th anniversary on the original campus this idea of rowboat vision. What yes. is rowboat vision? Don't you know what verse that is in the Bible, Scott? Uh, no, I, I don't. Uh, enlighten me. It must be there. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. I, <clears throat> I heard that phrase, rowboat vision, from a pastor, <clears throat> excuse me, from, from Paramount, Harold Corver. 
And it's always resonated with me because as I think about, you know, sitting in, sit in a rowboat, and the, wh which way do you look? You look in the back, and you're always going forward. Well, as I think about looking back, so rowboat vision, what do I see? I always look at a cross. And I see the death of Jesus on that cross. And I realize as I'm journeying within my life, but I always remember who it is that died on that cross for me. And I realize my relationship with God is not by my goodness, it's by his grace. So I always remember forgiveness because I know I, can, I can't change my past. My past is a done deal. It's, it's, it's there, it's, it's done. But what does God give me? Forgiveness. So as I row my boat, I remember who I am. I'm a child of God. He died for me. He loves me. I belong to him. So now I'm in the boat. As I'm row rowing that boat, I realize there's two oars. And I realize, you know, I've invited Christ into my life. So how do I live this life? Truth and grace. I always remember I don't throw away God's truth because of God's grace. I, I remember God's grace, but it's always God's truth. I remember who he is, and he's a holy God. He's a just God, but his grace is always there. And I say, oh, Lord, thank you. But then I, I look the other way, and I'm, I'm on a journey. And Christ is in the boat with me, but as we journey into the future. So what do we see? I journey into the future with hope. But, you know, hope is a funny thing. I can't control the future. You can't control the future. You, you make plans, so I always look at the future. What does the future look like? What's possibilities? I see the great possibilities that, that God has for us. Wonderful, however, sometimes those possibilities you don't, don't work out so well. And then you'd have no hope. But what hope do we have as Christians? The promises. We have the promises. So as I, I'm in that boat and I realize the Lord, I'm serving him, I know who I am, but I always remember, what has God promised? I will never leave you nor forsake you. My father's house are many mansions. You know, if it would not so, I would have told you, but I go to prepare a place for you. Now think of all those promises. Never leave you nor forsake you. So it's hope that keeps me going, but it's hope in his promises. So that's just a cut-down version, okay? That's awesome. That, that's okay. <laughs> sermon later, sermon at, 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 at. later on, okay? <laughs> final, final right. question. Yeah, yeah. He can't. <laughs> One final question for both of you guys. You've always had a heart for people to know the love of Christ and invite them into their lives. What is the change you see in people when they make the love of Christ the center of their lives? <laughs> you know, it is amazing. Um, what God will do in the life of a person. I, I just think of one, one person years ago. Um, here he is, his wife became a Christian. She was baptized and uh, he was a pilot for uh, Western Airlines. And uh, he says to me, you know, Pastor Steve, he says, you know, since my wife became a Christian, I'm, he's really a change in, in, our, in our marriage. He says, but, but I'm afraid she's gonna become a Jesus freak. I says, now, now, wait a minute. Do you understand what the, what the Christian life is all about? He says, well, I don't know. So anyway, I spent a Saturday with him just 
telling him and I dumped everything on him I had learned in seminary and he you know finally he, we took a cup and, and I said Kurt the problem with you is you want God in the cup and you want me to put him in there so you can examine him I said I can't do that I said but Kurt I tell you something will you become the cup the test tube and I said do this I said will you just invite Christ into your life and say, hey, listen, if this is what Pastor Steve is true, please come into my life. But then I said, at the same time, you've got to know who you invited into your life. I said, read the Gospel of John and just read it. Keep asking yourself, who is this guy? Who is this Jesus? Is who he claims to be? Three to four weeks later, he walks into my office, tears running down his cheeks. He says, it's real. I still get weepy. He's alive. He's in my life. And I've seen this, God, over and over again. People's lives are impacted, not because they're learning now how to live the law. No, they're learning, discovering who they are, what God has done for them. And there's a new presence in their life. And that's the power of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. You just heard why Rancho is wow. what it is today. God's Love grace, it. absolutely. One more big round of applause for Steve, Ray, hey. and Neil, and Rhoda. Thank, Thank you. you very, very Thank much. Thank you all for being here. <laughs> truly, truly heroes of the faith and heroes of our church. I want to show you uh, not just a vision of the past, which we've already seen, but a vision of where we are and where we are headed. I wanna show you a, a video that, that really solidifies who we are as a church, what our mission is, what our values are, and where we're headed. Hope you enjoy this. Take a look. Fifty years. That's incredible, especially for a city like ours. Keep in mind, Temecula is only 29 years old. Rancho was here before the 15 freeway was put in. Rancho was here before the first stoplight was put in. Rancho was here one year before I was born. Rancho was even here before the first McDonald's came to town. That's astounding. Rancho was the first full service church established in the area. And today it's a central part of life in the Temecula Valley with a vibrant grace-based multi-generational and multi-ethnic church, the largest private school in Riverside County, a rescue mission helping to lead the way in humanitarian services, and international ministries bringing the love of Christ to the ends of the earth. It has been an exciting 50 years, and I'm honored to have been a part of Rancho for the last 40 years. Rancho helped to save my family and to strengthen my family, and Rancho continues to do the same every single day with thousands of families in our area. We have one simple mission, to advance the cause of Christ. Jesus told us to ask for the kingdom of heaven to come to earth, and that's what Rancho is all about. Jesus envisioned a world where everyone is loved, where everyone has enough and where everyone is free. Free to live in peace, free to be loved unconditionally, and free to love unconditionally. Rancho has a clear mission with five simple values. The first is revealing God's transforming grace. We are passionate about reaching all people with a message of grace, loving everyone, everywhere. Our Temecula campus has diverse styles of music in multiple venues, a vibrant worship, teaching, and community experience for everyone, connecting the heart of God with each person in a meaningful, profound, and life-transforming way. We have a thriving, relationship-centered Marietta campus, an alive and creative Rancho and Espanol congregation, 
and our newest church, Rancho and Korean. God's grace is also on display through countless community events for the whole family. Enjoying God, enjoying one another, and enjoying this beautiful life God gave us. Rancho is also about growing together towards Christ-likeness. Jesus brought together a community of friends. Jesus said, no longer call me master, call me friend. He says, we're in this together. That's incredible. This sense of togetherness and friendship is what we call group life. God didn't design us to do life on our own. We need deep, lasting, and unconditional friendships to grow more and more into the likeness of Christ. Rancho has hundreds of small group communities to help people thrive in life and in faith, to get through some tough times and advance the cause of Christ together. Rancho is also committed to building strong families. Rancho poured into my life, into my mom, into my dad, into my brother when we were going through some very difficult times. And even today, Rancho is pouring into thousands of families, strengthening families every day. And Rancho is fiercely dedicated to equipping the next generation. Jesus said, welcome the children. The kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. So we pour out our very best into the next generation through the most amazing children's programs, providing fun, safe, and meaningful experiences every week so children can know and experience the unconditional love of God in Christ. Our youth programs are dedicated to caring for and equipping each young man and woman in an environment that's warm, welcoming, a ton of fun, and meaningfully guiding youth to deepen their faith and honor God with their lives. The heart of God for the next generation is why we have a Christ-centered school, a premier educational experience, preschool through high school, equipping Christ-centered leaders who are university ready and life ready. It is our great privilege to equip the next generation of leaders who will advance the cause of Christ and the vocation God calls them to. And finally, Rancho is driven to help people in need. We look at the life and the ministry and the teaching of Jesus and we can do no other. We see Jesus continually reaching out to those who are poor and lost and outcast, people labeled sinners, the sick and the weak and the helpless and the voiceless. We are compelled to do the same. We operate the community mission of hope which feeds hundreds of families every month, preventing homelessness and housing the homeless. The Outreach Farm Project produces over 50,000 pounds of produce for families in need throughout this region. We have 16 Celebrate Recovery Groups, support groups to help people in times of desperate need, and we support local partners like Project Touch, Rancho Damasitas, the Rose Again Foundation, Birth Choice, and Hands and Feet Ministries. And Rancho's impact goes well beyond our local region. Our global ministries are vast, which includes Plus One Palawano, a medical mission to save the lives of children on the Palawano Island in the Philippines. Imani Christian School, a school for orphans in Kenya, giving these children a future and a hope. And we support over a dozen global missionaries, bringing the love and mercy of Christ to the ends of the earth. Our Go Beyond trips mobilize well over 100 young people to serve, equipping them to be lifelong servants of Christ locally and globally. Our local and global outreach defines Rancho unlike anything else that we do, taking the compassion and mercy of Christ to people that are in need. That's why this Count Me In effort is so important, with a vision of raising $1 million per year to help people in need. The only thing better than the last 50 years will be the next 50 years. We feel in many ways we're just getting started with the mission that God has for Rancho. Every day we are dedicated to advancing the cause of Christ by revealing God's grace to a world desperate for true unconditional love, just like Jesus did. Growing together towards Christ's likeness as we gather a community of friends growing in life and faith and service, just like Jesus did. 
equipping the next generation to experience God's love and share God's love with the world around them, just like Jesus did. Rancho was founded on God's amazing grace 50 years ago, and His grace has been the defining mark of our church all these years. But in many ways, that work is just beginning. We envision a city and a world that looks very much like heaven. And we're gonna do our part to see that become a reality as thousands of friends advancing the cause of Christ. And the best part is, we get to do that together. Thousands of friends advancing the cause of Christ. That's a real deal. That's not a slogan, not just a mission statement on a wall. That is a real deal every single day here at Rancho. And I'm so excited to be a part of a church like this, a church with this kind of heritage, with this kind of history, with these kinds of examples, and with the ongoing ministry that's happening every single day. That idea of advancing the cause of Christ is very clear. What did Jesus teach? We want to teach that. What did Jesus do? We want to do that. And sometimes that doesn't look like normal church. Uh, so sometimes church around here doesn't look and feel quite like normal church. There's things that we do that are a little bit on the edge, things that are, are just a, a little bit uh, unconventional. But you look at the ministry of Jesus and we see the same thing. The risk of loving everyone everywhere is profound. But Jesus didn't j just do this on his own. He created a community. He created a new community of common people, of normal people, people with faults, flaws, and failures, people just like you and people just like me. And he called us together to love us unconditionally and then to bend that love out to a world in desperate need of love. Jesus called this new community the church. And the church is called to bring heaven to earth. In fact, that's what Jesus equipped us for. Jesus says, when you pray, here's what I want you to pray. Pray that your kingdom would come and your will would be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. This is the cause of Christ heaven to earth. And the way we see Jesus define heaven on earth is that everyone is loved, that not one person would be lonely, not one person would be isolated, not one person would be rejected, not one person would be without love, that everyone would have enough, that there would be no more poverty, no more extreme poverty, no person who doesn't have enough to eat, no person without the basic necessities of shelter and clothes and basic health care, and that everybody would be free, that nobody would have an oppressor, Everyone would live with equal dignity and equal respect. We see the ministry of Jesus dedicated to that cause. Everyone loved, everyone has enough, and everyone free. And I want to leave you with, with two words today. Two words that are throughout the Bible, but two words that are so important. Remember and move. Remember and move. God calls us to remember. This is a tough word for me because um, I have a terrible memory. I have a terrible memory. I can't remember my name half the time. You can imagine being married to a person without a memory. Uh, in fact, uh, very often Jenny would say, hey, um, you know, Scott, remember that time when, and then I'd look at her like, are you serious? You're asking me to recall something? And she looks at me with this very frustrated look. Oh yeah, I forgot, I forgot you're dumb and don't remember your name. And 
I have a terrible memory, right? This brain is wired for next, 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 right? And just squirrel and do something else. I have a terrible memory. So for me, there's gotta be a discipline of memory because we're called to remember what God promised. We're called to remember the cross. We're called to remember the heritage that's before me, this rowboat vision that Pastor Steve the Greater talked about. And then we see in Deuteronomy 5, uh, 15, remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. God is always, hundreds of times in the Bible, remember, remember, remember where you came from so that you can know where you're going. That's why God instituted holidays to remember what he did in the past. He instituted one day of uh, a week, a day of rest, to remember what has happened in the past and remember what God promised. And then he gives us constant reminders to remember. So that's a phrase to write down, Jenny. Always reminds God to remember. We need reminders to remember. It's so important. First Chronicles 16, 12, remember the wonders he has done. Remember his miracles and remember his promises fulfilled. If we remember, we will know that our life has a context. We're not just here on our own as though we're disconnected from what God is doing in history. He is moving history forward. He is advancing the kingdom of heaven forward on this earth, and we're a part of that. And if we don't remember, we will believe our life is kind of this little island, and, and our life is all that we will see. Remembering allows us to see a history that we're a part of. That's why anniversaries are so important. Jenny and I just celebrated a couple months ago our 25th anniversary. I'm shocked she made it that far. And and the reason why you have an anniversary is is to be able to just sit down with each other as we did and just remember when we first met and remember our that first love and the first kiss and the wedding and I remember it all. To remember our first child and our, our fourth child and however many we have. We just, you just remember these things. It's so important that our life has a context. It's a constantly unfolding story, right? A constantly unfolding story. So it's good for us to remember where we've been and what God has done. To remember the foresight of these seven families. Now this is big. I'll give you the short version. Seven families who were all Dutch. I believe all spoke Frisian, whatever that is. And these seven families had a choice. Do we speak English or Frisian? I'm really grateful they chose English. Do we call ourselves Rancho Dutch Reformed Church? Or do we say that this is not just for the Dutch? Now, we know if you ain't Dutch, you ain't. That's right. We know that. (laughs) I'm not Dutch. I don't care. But they decided, they decided this is going to be a community church. Rancho Community Church, to remember the grace and perseverance and vision of our founding pastor and his family, to remember the boldness to move to a whole new site. I can't tell you what a risk that was. To move to a whole new site, the vision to equip the next generation through vibrant children's youth ministries in school, uh, the compassion ministries that have been launched by the dozens to help people in need. We got to remember that. But get this, remembering is so valuable But if the memories of the past are more exciting than a vision for the future, we're lost. Remembering is so important, but if the memories of the past are more exciting than a vision for the future, then we're lost. You know the famous proverb? Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. When you're always remembering the good old days of the past, good old days of the past, but yet you see nothing about the future, you just kind of are lost. Rancho has never been at that point where our memories of the past are more exciting than our vision of the future. And our vision for the future is exciting. It is very, very exciting. 
So the only thing more exciting than our last 50 years will be our next 50 years. So you got to come back in whatever year that's going to be. 2068, welcome you back. The next 50 years is going to be quite a ride. God is always leading us forward to a newer and brighter future. The final word we want to, to think about today at our 50th is not just the word remember, but the word move. The word move. Exodus 14, the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying? Stop your sniveling, Moses. I understand it's hard out here in the desert. You've been freed from slavery. And they were starting to think, boy, you know, this desert's hard. Maybe we should go back. Moses, stop crying. Tell the people to what? Move. Tell the people to what? Move. Move. Keep moving forward. And trust me, they felt they were moving forward into desert and wilderness and hardship. God says, I know that's what it feels like now, but keep on moving. Don't just remember the past. Move forward. Exodus 15, 13, the very next chapter. In your unfailing love, God, you will lead the people that you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them. God says, move, move, move. Remember the past, but move forward. And I will lead you in love and I will lead you in strength. God always leads in love. He told Abraham to go from the desert to the oasis. I will lead you in love. He told Moses, go from slavery to freedom. I will lead you in love. He told David, go from weakness to strength. I will lead you in love. He told Jonah, go from selfishness to serving others. I will lead you in love. Then he said to Jesus, I'm your father. You're my only son. I will lead you out into the desert, which seemed hard, but Jesus defeated darkness there. Jesus, God led Jesus to the nation to preach and practice unconditional love. God led Jesus to, to the people in need, the least, the last, and the lost, to give them a hope and a future. And God led Jesus to a cross. And on that cross, Jesus took the shame, the scorn, the suffering, the sin of the world upon himself, and he died for it all and rose again from the dead in victory. And not only says to Jesus, move out of the grave, it says to all of us, move forward. There's a resurrection that you get to experience. A resurrection is the kingdom of heaven advances on earth. The old is gone. Everything is brand new. And what's brand new is a whole new community that is now sweeping the globe, a community of love and of grace and of service, a community advancing the cause of Christ. This is the gospel. Receive that gospel. Receive that good news. God loves you unconditionally. He's forgiven you unconditionally. When we believe that and receive that, all things are new. As Steve said earlier, talking about Kurt, maybe Kurt's even here, I don't know. But that transformation that happens when we are unconditionally loved and then empowered to love others unconditionally, that's the cause of Christ. So where do we believe God is moving us? Where's Rancho headed? What's the next 50 years look like? I want you to imagine 50 years ahead. Rancho is a church that makes our city like heaven on earth by loving everyone everywhere. You see that? Rancho is the premier, primary, and secondary educational institution in the Inland Empire. And that school is available for all, for all, those who have and those who have not, this Christ-centered equipping the next generation to lead this world forward. Rancho is a regional rescue mission ensuring that everyone in the region is loved. Everyone in the region has enough, and everyone in the region is truly free. And finally, Rancho is, a, is global, starting and supporting dozens of international humanitarian works in the name of Jesus Christ. The next 50 years is very exciting. 